and you are tuned in to People Have the Power with special guest Ivan Neville talking about the very powerful new Dumpsta Funk album, the issues that formed this record, including racism, social justice, funk, and much more. And on a lighthearted note, he'll also give you tips on some of the best New Orleans restaurants. So you really do get a little bit of everything with Ivan Neville in this one. Hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we did. You know... I'm sure it's cliche for you, but you know, it's, it, it always, it never gets old for me. First thing I think of when New Orleans is the food, man. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's right. That's, 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 that's a good place to start. Uh, man, you know, it's funny because yeah. I interviewed Ani DeFranco who lives in New Orleans not long ago. And we were talking about her favorite New Orleans eats. So, uh, I'm going to ask you, man, what's, what's the, you know, what's the favorite? Oh, the favorite, what food or yeah. The favorite food in New Orleans, oh, it's gumbo. Okay, but, but where for you is the best gumbo? Oh, oh, in my house, in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> in my kitchen. <laughs> you want to know what about some, some spots, some restaurants. Oh, man, there's a million of them. Uh, I mean, depending on what you want, you know. If you want, like, some straight-up New Orleans-influenced uh, cuisine, I would, I would send you to a place called Giacomo's. And then if you want some, there's a couple, few other places. There's a couple of fusion joints. There's a place, um, there's an Indian joint that's like a, an, an Indian New Orleans fusion. It's called Saffron. It's crushing. And then there's a seafood place that I love called Pesh. It's got really good oysters and it's got some other things that, that are really delicious. And then you got my my friend um, Shaggy, who's got a, who's got like a little, he's got a, a crawfish spot where you can get boiled crawfish and, and and barbecue, and there's even a sandwich over there that he's got that we put together. He and I collaborated on the sandwich. Sandwich is called the Neville, the Neville, and it's hot sausage. It's hot sausage, fried hot sausage. It's hot sausage with with Swiss cheese. With onions and pickles, with a, a sriracha a- aioli, cool. it's killer. Very good. And this is at my friend Shaggy. He's also he's known as the uh, the seafood, the Nola seafood king, seafood and barbecue king or something. Yeah. Nice. That all yeah. sounds good. But you know what I like too? It's so funny is that you know, again, you think of New Orleans, you think of the food, but as you mentioned the gumbo, you mentioned the hot sauce. It's like it kind of feels like dumpster funk music, you know, it, it's like, and it's interesting because I've talked about this with people. There's such a correlation of creativity and food is creative and cooking is creative. Yeah. So, you know, talk about how, how new Orleans food and the culinary scene and everything kind of ties into, you know, cause I mean, let's face it. Dumpster funk has a, a gumbo sound to it. That hodgepodge of stuff. Absolutely. That lively kick. Absolutely. It's a mixture of just a lot of different flavors. Because I mean, we're we're um we're like marinate we're marinating in that New Orleans funk. I mean, that's our that's our root. You know, that's how we start our dishes with that that New Orleans funk. But we got these other influences, the things that we grew up listening to, 
the um the James Brown, the Sly Stones, the um the Parliament Funkadelic, to name a few. And then you mix that in with our New Orleans funk from the meters, from the sounds of New Orleans, the sounds of New Orleans streets, the, the Mardi Gras Indians, the brass bands. You mix all of that shit together and you talk. And, and that that's what a gumbo is. The gumbo that I grew up eating, like you you probably have heard of a seafood gumbo and or and or um, a seafood gumbo and or a chicken gumbo or a chicken and sausage gumbo. Well, when I was growing up, the gumbos that my mom and my grandma, my grandparents made, they, it was everything. It was it was no such thing as just a chicken gumbo or just a seafood gumbo. The gumbo had everything. It had chicken. It had sausage. Couple, two, three kinds of sausage. Andouille sausage. Uh, hot sausage. It had um, uh, shrimp. It had crab. Uh, all of that. And so that's kind of the gumbo that that I that I, when I think of dumpster funk and and um I think of that you know interesting. So now for you, it's funny. I mean, what would you describe the ingredients as? Then where do we go from here? You know, because it's funny. I like the fact that that it's, song. It's, where do we go from here? No, the whole album. Oh, the oh the oh the album. Not just okay. The album. The, oh, the album is a mixture. It's a mixture of funky blues. With a uh, rock and roll attitude here and there, and uh, and uh, uh, some uh, you hear a little bit of gospel in there as well. You hear a little bit of all of it. Um, I, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, and you got some meters funk uh, trickle down. Uh, 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 some meters funk mingling with some with some uh, Bay Area funk with Sly and the Family Stone and, and that kind of thing. And, and you got a uh, uh, yeah, you got a little bit, of, and we we did the Buddy Miles cover, who's also a Bay Area cat, you know. Um, I, yeah, I I, I, I kind of lost my my train there. I thought I was going somewhere very cool with it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, something like that. All right, so what what kind of gumbo would you describe the new album as? So the so the dumpster phone gumbo is the gumbo like my grandma's, and it's with everything. It's with the chicken, the sausage, three kinds of sausage, andouille, smoked sa- regular smoked sausage, hot sausage, and um, shrimp, crab meat, and, and it's cooked with the roux. The roux, the roux is like a, is a dark brown chocolate, not dark chocolate, but somewhere like a really, uh, oh my God, the roux is a, is a, Pretty brown roux, and it's got the what they call the, the trinity, uh, with with some onions, uh, bell peppers, garlic, and celery, um, all that stuff in there, and and, you, and don't forget the bay leaves, bay leaves, and um, and when you and when you when you dish it, when you dish it over rice, and you pour a little bit of a a little bit of filet, filet, which is filet is ground up sassafras. And that's the seasoning that you put on a gumbo to taste. You put a little feeling. And yeah, you know, and salt and pepper and all that other stuff like that. But yeah, the ingredients that I gave, that, that's it. Oh my God, dude, this interview is making me so damn hungry. And it's not even nine o'clock in the morning here. But you know, let's talk uh, about too. I like the fact as well, though, 
and this will tie into your protest songs in a second, is that, you know, it's fun. It's funky. It's all these great artists. They talk, but you mentioned Sly, who's one of my musical heroes, James Brown, who I got to interview. George Clinton is actually a friend. I've done a lot with him. And every single one of them, what they also have in common is that in those grooves, there's messages, you know? And I love yeah. the fact that in this as well, you know, you have Justice 2020. You have these songs that have, you know, that, that are speaking out about important issues. So, so, you know, talk about putting the messages in there and why it was so important for you to, you know, and it's, you know, you know, the most recurring theme in doing this podcast is we wish we could appreciate the songs for just their songs and not their relevance. And, you know, here we are doing this interview in, you know, March, two days after the shooting in Atlanta. And it just feels like we're not it's getting crazy. Uh, any yeah. better. It's crazy, man. So for you, talk about the importance of having those messages in there and in yeah, that. Um, it's really uh, pretty frustrating to um, see this shit keep happening um, and see racism just fucking, you know, it's, it's out there. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's a part of, it's a part of who this country is, man. Um, and it's unfortunate that, that people, um, won't allow themselves to be more educated about this shit. And, you know, um, a lot of people misunderstand when, 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 when there's talk about racism and they start and, and, and um, the, you know, the different aspects of systemic racism and, and all of that stuff and uh, the things that are connected to it, like the white privilege and, um, you know, uh, the, the prison systems, all of this shit, uh, the, the, the way policemen treat African-Americans. And now you have uh, this past year with the um, Asian-Americans being, um, you know, targeted out because, of, you know, you know, I mean, more, more, more than likely because of COVID, you know, I mean, I'm possibly, you know, but it's been going on for quite probably longer than this, but this just kind of highlighted it more and it brought it out uh, and it brought more shit out into the open. And that's basically what's been happening. There's a lot of things that have been coming out into the open. And um, unfortunately, um, uh, there's a lot of songs that come to mind that were written a long time ago that talked about the same shit. And I'm talking about like, you know, Inner City Blues by Marvin Gaye, you know, um, you know, um, uh, Hell Below by Curtis Mayfield, you know, um, Sly and the Family Stone, Stand, Everyday People. Um, and I could go on and on, but all these songs, Mercy, Mercy Me by Marvin Gaye, that What's Going On record, all of that stuff. It's so uh, uh, um, alarming that this, this stuff was written 50 or, uh, or more years ago. Lots of this music was from the late 60s and early 70s. And it's, it means just as much today as it did then when it was, um, you know, being created, this music. And, and so, I mean... Uh, I mean, creatively and musically, when you're writing music nowadays, or in, in, in our situation with Dumpster Funk, and we're being, we being also, us be, be, uh, 
ha- having been influenced by all of that great music from from which is my favorite era, by the way, between like 1968, and 1975 or 76. To me, that was like some of the greatest music of my time that I that I and I was heavily influenced by all that stuff. And there was a lot of songs about protest, about, you know, um, you know, being uh, living in this. uh you know, this uh, op- oppressed uh, uh, existence and things things like that. Um, so when you're writing songs now and then you see the same shit going on, you know, a different time and you see people being, um, you know, uh, misused and mistreated because of the way they look. And, and, and there was some times uh, growing up, you know, there was times when I thought, OK, things may look like maybe they're getting better. You know, there was a time in the late 70s where I was maybe I was delusional. But I'm like, I thought education seemingly was improving from the time that I started. I was in Catholic school as a kid. And when I got to public schools, I, I saw the difference. I was at a predominantly white uh, grade school, Catholic school. Uh, from first grade to to seventh, and the level of of learning, the level of um, education that I was getting when I got to public school, public schools, and and I'm going to say um, most of the other the schools that I went to at following that were all predominantly there were schools like in in the black neighborhoods. Those schools were there was definitely um, a drop off in the level of uh, of uh of learning you know legend le- level of education and whatnot and 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 i yeah you know, i don't even have to get into uh the things that 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 uh a lot of stuff that was that was left out of some books out of some history books i'll say you know so let's not even go to there but i'm just talking about the uh diff uh the um what's the word i'm trying to find the um the difference that that I felt uh, on the access, the access, you know, um, when I got to public school, I was like, damn, I learned this shit in the f- fourth or fifth grade. And here I'm in like seventh or eighth grade. You know, I had, I was in, in, in private school, Catholic school. Um, um, that's just a small uh, picture of, of the inequalities that, that exist. And so imagine if you're not educating the youth, if we're not getting uh, educated and we don't have equal access to all the resources that are available, um, you're talking about a fight, that, uh, a, a battle that's not, a fight that's not fair. You know, it's, um, and uh, everybody needs to get a fair shot. And that's not been happening. And, and so there was a time when I thought, oh, things look like they're getting better. And then crack came around. Crack was dropped off in all of the neighborhoods where you saw people, maybe uh, people that were um, doing well. And then all of a sudden, a lot of people that I knew who were decent folks, their lives were shattered because of the fucking crack epidemic. And this is, I'm talking the mid eighties to early nineties and stuff like that. And I'm a witness to that because I, um, you know, I had some, I walked down some dark streets during my lifetime in, in, in that arena. And I saw how devastating some of that shit can be. Um, but when you look at how, uh, 
all this stuff kind of, uh, when you, uh, <clears throat> hang on, I'm, I got lost for words just now. You know, worries. Yeah, when you, uh, when you look at that, you know, you look at, and you, you see, you see an oppressed, you see in, uh, some, like, I, I would think uh, somebody's, somebody's got their, um, they're trying to uh, oppress, they're trying to, to um, limit one's capabilities, one's access. And you look at uh, the inequalities, like, like I was saying earlier. And so now you, you fast forward to now, to fucking 2021, and you look at the past year, the shit that was, go the shit that's been going on for the past several years, and people have been getting killed um, uh, for, for no apparent reason for quite a while. I mean, obviously there's cell phones and it's being, it's being documented now where it's probably been happening a lot more than we know about when there wasn't the access to cell phones and shit like that and social media and all that stuff. And so seeing this and, and, and saying, damn, I thought times were getting better. I didn't realize, I forgot that there were people that fucking didn't like me or hated me because of the way I looked. You know, I remember that when I was a kid. I remember seeing the struggles. I remember watching the marches and, 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 and Martin Luther King Jr. And, and watching the people that seemed like they were good leaders get fucking gunned down. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, the Kennedy brothers, Sean and Robert. You know, there was, there was hope. And then, bam, you know, you kill our leaders. And, um, and just when you think... Um, it's kind of racism or, or the the ugly the ugly fucking the the ugly head that that's reared is is racism. You're like, damn, I forgot that there's a bunch of motherfuckers that don't fucking that that don't like me, that hate me because of the way I look. And um the last four years, obviously, you know, it seemed like people got a license to 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 do that shit a little bit more like, okay, yeah, it's not, it's not so bad. I don't have to be in the closet anymore about my, my feelings, about my hatred toward another person. So, you know what, all of that stuff, I don't want to get all heavy about all of that, but it, it's fucking out there, you know? And so when you're writing music and you write funk music that people, you want to make people feel good and you want people to dance and the shit, when we come up with grooves, it's naturally going to make you, you move. It's going to make you, you know, feel something. But if you have a chance and opportunity to say something, maybe in a subtle way, we don't want to preach. We don't want to uh, bum you out. We don't want to ruin your day by reminding you of the grim fucking uh, circumstances that we face. But you know what? Here's a little reminder. While you're shaking your ass, shaking your booty, oh, shit, you know, there's something to think about too, you know? Um, and that's what happens in the creative process. You, you find you have a chance to say something, so why not say it? And especially if you can say it and not be preachy and maybe have a, a, a song, like, well, like a song, like, where do we go from here? You can interpret that in a few different ways, you know? Um, and obviously justice is pretty obvious what it's about, you know? <laughs> You know, watching too many uh, African-American brothers get fucking killed by police officers, um, you know. Well, you know, there's so many directions to go in with that. And I love what you <laughs> said though, about putting in the message of, you know, sort of like putting it in subtly. And it's funny because one of the things that's come up is I've talked about, you know, 
obviously it's crazy to think that we're coming up this year just, and I say it's crazy only because a, sadly we haven't really grown as much from it. And two, it sounds so fresh musically, but we're coming up on the 50th anniversary in May of what's going on, you know? Right. Yeah. Damn. But I know, but I've talked about this with so many people. Right. And it's like, you take a song like what's going on or any song from that album. I also love the fact though that you mentioned inner city blues and mercy versus me, because most everybody mentions the title track from that album. But start to finish, obviously, it's one of the great albums of all time. And then yes. you take a song like Stevie Wonder, you know, Living in the City, we've talked about a lot as well. And it's like, what's interesting about those songs is you can hear those songs as a six-year-old and you just think they sound good and you have no idea what they're about. And then as you get older, then you start to understand the importance. And I think that's one of the things that, that really has stood out is watching, you know, great artists who mix their message with music that is palatable because it makes it, you know, it gets it through to more people. Yeah. So for you, talk about that with this album and, you know, making that mix and making sure that, you know, your message is heard because like you say, if it's preachy, right, it's not getting right. out there. People are just going to shut it off. Well, you know, and that, that's why we love the song. We love covering the, the Buddy Miles song, um, United Nations Stomp. Because that was a song that, that we saw with a positive message. And, and it talks, it speaks about some solution about everybody. Maybe we should try to realize that we have more in common than, than we have differences sometimes. You know, we all like to fucking dance. We all want to, we all want to feel good. No matter where you come from, no matter what you look like, no matter what your religious beliefs are, um, all of that stuff. People are just putting too, we're putting too many um, uh, dividers in between, uh, uh, you know, in between ourselves. Like, you know, uh, I don't like this, so I'm not like you. Or I don't look like that, so we're different. And I believe this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that kind of thing. And it's just, it's just kind of, it's, it's like we're just creating so much separation amongst ourselves at every chance we get. And, you know, that's why I love that song because it's talking about, uh, you know, we, we, let's talk about peace. Let's talk about loving each other and hanging out and try to figure out a way to, to, we, to, to, to groove together. When we're all in a room listening to some music, usually it doesn't, it doesn't matter how you look, where you go to church, or if you go to church at all, or what do you, what, what political party you you are you're affiliated with, or any of that shit, you had a you're listening to some music. We all love music, and that's where the common ground is. And and, and um, this is this is very important. I mean, music could be one of the. I mean, it's it's very precious right now. Well, it's interesting for you as well. Then talk about the music that you know. And I've talked about this with a lot of people as well. But as we've dealt with so much of the shit in the last year, whether, you know, and obviously both from COVID and also from the political stuff and what you said about the last four years, too. It's funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it's just I, I think it's, you know, I think the hope was that, you know, things would get a little better and that maybe the license to, as you say, you know, the license to hate and be so open with your bigotry would have gotten better. But as we're seeing from, you know, January 6th and we're seeing from Tuesday, it's not. One, yeah. It seems like it seems like once you let the shit out of the closet, it's really fucking hard to put it back in. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, it's, it's pretty obvious. It's, it's out there, man. I, you know, and I, 
I, I, I don't hate anyone, you know, I don't hate anyone. And I don't, I don't understand. It feels, it feels better to, 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 to be, to have, you know, uh, to try to spread love and peace, you know, and, 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 and be accepting and, and open to another's opinion or another's, um, uh, belief and whatnot. Um, and so making this music, I mean, uh, the, the song, where do we go from here is, 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 a that that's another one. That's, uh, it's a positive outlook on an, uh, on an, um, uh, the, 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 the fear of the unknown, you know, and that's basically what we're talking about there. Where do we go from here? And I mean, it, we, uh, in hindsight, when we were writing it, we didn't know we were going to, the shit was going to be going down the way it's going down. And this past year was going to happen the way it did. And it's definitely a question that everybody wants to ask themselves. Where do we go from here? If we get through this, what do we do now? Um, and that's ba- and that song's basically what I mean. I was talking about, you know, uh, the 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 uh, the beauty of the adventure of life, you know, um, and 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 taking the next step, and and not knowing exactly what tomorrow's gonna gonna bring, but just being prepared for it, you know, and um, doing the next right thing today. Do the next right thing today. And then tomorrow might be a little, a little better, a little groovier. And um, I mean, just like the the chorus, uh, the the B section going into the chorus of that song, it says, um, "There's no guarantee in this thing called life." And what 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 does it say? say? No guarantee in this thing called life. Sometimes we wanna be. What we think is right, but it all comes down to love. Where do we go from here? You know, let's take it slow, no fear. What we don't know becomes clear. Baby, let's go somewhere. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just geeking out. It's so much fun to watch you play that and sing that. And so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, and on that on the record, that's Nick. Nick sings that. Nick Daniels, who plays bass and, and vocals with the band, he sings that section of the song, and he's he's got a really gospel, gospely kind of tinge to his voice tone, and um, and it's per- it's perfect. Well, it's interesting. Speaking of that, and we'll wrap up in a minute because I don't want to take up too much of your time, so, although it's yeah. fascinating. But what I was going to say is that, you know, now we're also getting to that point where, oh, before we come to that, I know what I was going to say. I admit, I totally lost my train of thought watching you play. But now I came back to the train of thought. It's funny what you say when you wrote that song, you had no idea where you're going. And I've talked about this with so many artists over the year, everyone from Jackson Brown and Nick Cave to Chuck D and I were talking about this a lot last year in regards to the new Public Enemy album. And it's amazing how often music becomes prophetic, you know, and you start it and it's like, six months, a year later, or even 20 years later, it applies so much. So when you go back and listen to this album and, yeah. you know, are there moments that you're, you're surprised even at how accurate they turn out to be for April of 2021? No, it's totally, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And, and we're, we're in awe of the process and, and blessed the fact that we, you know, that we happen to be in a room together making this music that means, that means this. And hopefully some, 
you know, the listener and, and, and people get hear it. And uh, hopefully it can, it could bring some thought. It could bring some thought and it could uh, bring some reflection to someone else's, um, you know, sitting, you know, when somebody's chilling and listening, they could reflect on it and, and maybe feel the same way. Um, it's funny how, especially like when we did, when we did justice, which is now called Justice 2020. We wrote that song like four uh, four plus years ago, and we put it out right at the. I think we put it out put it out on inauguration day of 2017. And some things had happened prior to that year. Um, there was the Trayvon Martin story that that kid got you know got killed. Uh, some bullshit, you know. Um, and there was a, uh, there was another guy, Michael Brown, I believe his name was, um, uh, some, you know, so, uh, some more uh, young black gentlemen were killed um, for no apparent reason. Their lives were taken. And, and that is, you know, that kind of shit inspired that song. And here we are four years later and we were like, damn, when all of this shit happened with, um, with, with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, and um, Aubrey, what's his name? Uh, Aubrey, Aubrey. Fuck, I forget. I can't think of the guy's name. I mean, Shit. unfortunately, there have been so many. There There's was so many, Elijah yeah, um, in Colorado who, you know. Yeah, no, nah, just to, to name a few. And it's just too many to fucking name right there, you know? Um, yeah. When we see all the shit that happened, uh, you know, and in, in the midst of a pandemic and then you see, you know, these lives being lost, it, it made us say, wow, we should... Uh, it'd be cool to reboot that song now because it means, I mean, just like fucking um, what's going on in, in inner city blues 50 years later, we're reflecting on that same shit, you know, the same stuff. Here we got justice four years later, we need to reboot this song. And then we got the Charlie Tuna to put a verse on it and we did a remix of it and said, you know what, let's include that in this, in this, um, in this piece of music. Uh, with the with the with the uh, the album with the where, where do we go from here? Let's put that together with the rest of the stuff that we've come up with. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I say, we say the same thing every time. Hopefully, you know, in five years or a year, we'll just be able to look at it as a good piece of music and not think, oh man, you know, wish it was still. Yeah, but um, we'll wrap up on a on a happier note. You know, yeah, sure. because go. there yeah. is still I got I mean, a little dark. I got dark in there somewhere. No, you I went, get I went I fucking. Mean, <laughs> I brought up the Asia. I mean, because it's like it, it just gets so frustrating as a person because you're like, where you know what you feel helpless in terms of like, what can you do? You yeah, know, but as you say yeah. with the music, it does uplift people. And you know, that's another thing to talk about is that, like you say, when you get in a room together, everybody's the same. Everybody's there to have a good time, and you know, hopefully it does seem like we're getting closer together and maybe also people being able to go out again, being able to build a sense of community. You know, you think of the idea, you know, it's so funny, man. I've been to so many festivals in the world and one of the only ones I haven't been to is jazz fest. And that's, oh, that's, 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 that's the one, that's the that's, one you guys. That's yeah, I the know, one, man. I think, so, so let's take it right. 2022 shit. We're already in 2021, 2022 dumpster fuck is uh, playing jazz fest, you know? What songs from this record are you most excited to do in front of 40,000, 50,000 people who are having fun in the streets of New Orleans again? 
Oh man, all of them. <laughs> and, well, especially where, where do we go from here is is one that we're going to have a fun time playing. But all of them, United Nations Stomp, we, we'd love to get the chance to play a cover that we did by Sly and the Family Stone in time. I can't wait to start putting that back in the set because we performed that a couple times over the years and then we decided to put that on this record. And that's one of those songs that you would dare to cover because that's not a one. There's certain songs you kind of don't mess with. You're like, you know what? That shit's so bad. I'm not going to try to cover that. That's too, that's too beautiful the way it is. But we, I think we did a good job on, on re, reimagining in time. And we stayed, we stayed true to the original, but we put our little dumpster thing on it. And we, I mean, yeah, I think we paid, we, uh, we, we, it's very respectful, our version, because of where it came. I mean, slide, I mean, you can't, you can't get funkier than that slide version in time. But we tried to do good by it, you know? <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm shaking my head because I talk about this with people all the time, man. And I mean, to me, Sly is like, it's funny. I was just talking about this with Paul Stanley from Kiss. I'm sure you've <clears> known <throat> Paul for years or come in contact with him. And, you know, he has the Soul Station record out right now where he does, basically, he and a band do all these, you know, their favorite soul songs. And to me, Sly, right. Sly has a mythical quality to him. He's just this larger than life, you know? Yeah. figure i mean to me he's like the most mythical rock star who ever lived well I, you know what i know he's and he's written some of the most amazing simple and now and i have to say simple songs <laughs> and that's one of their greatest songs was sing a simple song but like everyday people everyday people is so fucking brilliant that is one of the most that is one of the greatest songs ever written you know when he was a two chords sometimes i'm right and i could be wrong my own belief in my song butcher the baker the drummer and then makes no difference what group i'm in i'm an everyday people and he's talking about what we need to hear we need to hear that we fucking we all from different different walks of life we all like different things but you know what we are everyday people people need to hear more of that message well, you know, I think, yeah, you know what? We're going to wrap it up on a positive note. So I like that as, as the, <laughs> you know, I mean, as the positive message. And I, I'm with you on that. So, you know, and, and I look forward to, I'm telling you right now, man, you know, Jazz Fest 2022, when Dumpster Funk is on the stage, I, I will be there. I, you know, it's yeah. so funny. Well, the people, long story short, the people who put on Coachella are friends of mine and they're always close together. So that's why I've never made it out to Jazz Fest. For 2022, man, I'm not going to miss that. Right. You got to come check that out, man. Now, it's like the most amazing thing. And then it's not just the festival. There's two weekends of the festival, but the days in between and the nights after the festival's shut down, the shit that goes on in all of the venues in New Orleans, there's everything you would want to hear, any kind of music you want to hear every night. Oh, I know. I've heard. You can come yeah. in for 10 days you yeah yeah all right cool, man. a lot of rest a lot of rest before you come down here <laughs> what a pleasure anything that you want to add i did not ask you about My pleasure now nah, i just want to i just want to add that uh, when we talk about the slide song and everyday people again i'm happy about that that we covered that buddy miles song and the similarities with the message saying, everybody clap your hands, everybody stomp your feet, everybody move around, everybody sing with me. 
Everybody take a chance. Join together with who you meet. Everybody get on down and listen to the rhythm of the funky beat. <laughs> that is a good wrap up though, man. Thank you so much for your time. What yeah. a pleasure. Thank you, my man. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you too, man. Hey, this is Steve Balton. Leave and listening to People Have the Power with special guest Ivan Neville. Where do we-